Hello, friends, and welcome to the Holistic Healing Podcast. I'm your host, Dominique, and today I am going to be talking about protein powders and protein supplementation. While I will not be answering every single question you might have about protein and protein powders and supplementation and how much protein and things like that, I am going to try and answer some of your questions, some of the biggest questions that I get from my clients around protein powders. So I am going to try and answer as many as I can here. I'm going to keep it short and sweet on this episode and I'm just going to get right into it. All right. So protein powders can be really confusing with all the different ones on the market. You'll go to a store, GNC, Walmart, grocery store, Costco, BJ's. You'll look online at Amazon or all the different ones. And there's whey-based proteins, beef-based proteins, plant and pea and vegan proteins. There's collagens and creatines and so many other different ones on the market that you might be wondering, okay, which one do I even take? Are they all the same? Are they all going to do something different for me? Is one better than the other? Dominique, what do you recommend? Now I'm going to caveat as I do with almost all of my episodes. I am not a doctor. I am a nutritionist. So if you have any healthcare or um, problems with your health that you are worried about or nervous about, always talk to your doctor first. But here I am today going to help you through some of your protein questions, which hopefully can help you find better health and better reach your goals. So I want to say that no, not all protein powders are created equal. Just like I say, not all supplements and vitamins are created equal. Not all protein powders are considered equal as well. I also am going to caveat by saying that the bulk of your diet should not be a protein powder. So the bulk of your protein intake is actually, the better way for me to say it is the bulk of your protein intake should not be a protein powder. Okay. So I will also say that, you know, studies have shown that increasing protein can really help to better activate your metabolism and lose weight and build, build muscle, lean muscle even. So females don't be worried about building huge bodybuilder muscles, building lean muscles. Protein is really good for that. And therefore, in order to reach your exact protein goals, you might need or want to supplement with a protein powder. I myself take a protein powder as well as a collagen, but I make sure that the bulk of my protein intake is first coming from natural food sources, such as meat, um, chicken, fish, um, Greek yogurts, um, nuts, beans, and sometimes I'll even have some tofu and stuff. So I get my protein from a wide variety of sources. And then in addition, I do take a protein powder supplement, which I usually take on a daily basis, especially since I am working out, um, five, six days a week, every single week. So again, you, you shouldn't be using them in bulk, but protein powders are good to utilize. So with that said, I also want to start this episode off 
before I go further in depth with the fact that many protein powders that people consume have heavy metals in them. In fact, a study done called the Clean Label Project, as well as multiple other studies done a few years back, found that heavy metals such as arsenic, cadmium, lead, and mercury were found in a majority of the protein powders above the FDA recommended amounts. So in this study, 134 protein, different protein powder brands were tested. So that is a large bulk of the protein powder powder brands out there. I know there are, there are tons and tons, but 134 of the top protein brands were tested and found to have above FDA recommended amounts of arsenic, cadmium, lead, and mercury. That is really scary. Okay. That is something you do not want to be messing with. So you do not want to be putting those kind of things into your body. They are, have been found over and over and over again to be toxic and really, really bad for our health. And you might also be wondering, well, why did the FDA allow the protein powders to be made if they have all these, you know, heavy metals and toxic materials in them that we are consuming? Like, where's the FDA? If the FDA found this, then what's going on? People assume that supplements are regulated like food and drugs by the FDA when in fact they are not. So protein powders fall under the title of a supplement and supplements are not regulated by the FDA. Food and drugs are, but supplements are not. Therefore, pretty much anybody can make a protein powder, put anything that they want in it, and there is no regulation to it. That is really scary. Okay. That, that makes me feel like I need to do the, as much research as I can so that I know what I am putting into my body. And I am here to help give you the answers that I found in doing those, that research. And I go much more in depth with this in my holistic healing course and my one-to-one coaching, which you can find, but without talking about that much more, let's go into now the different kinds of protein powders. Okay. So the first one that I'm going to talk about very briefly is whey. There is a whey-based protein Um, typically you want to look for grass fed whey because it does come from cows. It is dairy based. Um, but if you get grass fed organic whey protein, it is not going to mess with your hormones as much. It is not going to have as much toxins in it. And it is actually the easiest, most easily digested protein on the market as of today. So I personally go for a grass-fed organic whey protein powder. Um, And also grass-fed organic whey protein powders typically mix the best too. So you don't have a lot of like that chalky flavor if you're just mixing it in a mixer bottle with water. Um, I, Like I said, I use the whey grass-fed organic protein powder. Um, If you're not lactose intolerant, highly recommend it. And like I said, even if you're dairy sensitive, if you're getting the grass-fed organic, it's a little bit easier on your, your stomach and your hormones than if you just get a straight up whey protein. So when you're looking for a whey protein powder, try to find one that's grass fed organic. Um, and personally I find that they taste the best as well. 
Then you have your beef protein and you might be thinking, ooh, beef protein. I don't want to be having the taste of beef all over. It does not taste like beef at all. Okay. There, in fact, I have heard some women swear by beef protein. Um, and they say that their best chocolate milkshakes come from beef protein. Um, it does not taste like beef. Um, it is not dairy sensitive and, um, it does mix very well. So if you are dairy sensitive, um, I would go for a beef protein, um, there are some on the market. Active Stacks is a really good one um, for beef protein. And then there is plant or pea protein or vegan protein. Um, and these can be good as well, especially if you are somebody who is vegan or vegetarian. You're obviously not going to go for the whey or the beef. Um, however, um, plant, pea, and vegan proteins are not as bioavailable to your body, which essentially means that your body doesn't break them down as well. Um, it's going to excrete a lot of the amino acids, which are found in proteins and make proteins, um, out of your body through your urine, sweat, etc. So plant and pea proteins are not as bioavailable. Um, and further, they tend to have a little bit more of a chalky taste to them because they don't dissolve quite as easily. However, um, there are still some good brands on the market, but be careful, be very careful when you're getting a plant and pea protein, because as I mentioned before, in those studies where they found heavy lead, 75% of their plant pea, plant-based proteins tested for lead above the FDA recommended amount. So most of the heavy metals are coming actually from the plant protein. So just be cognizant and aware of that. Reach out to me um, if you want more ideas for specific brands of each of these kinds of proteins. And I can give you the specific brand names for each of these. Um, and I give it in my one-to-one -one coaching. Um, if you're taking your self-guided course, I can give you recommendations there too. So let me know about that. Um, also, so now those are the three main categories of protein powders. When you are getting a protein powder, you want to look for minimal sugar, minimal sweeteners. So you want to avoid things that have, um, you know, 10 plus grams of sugar. You're not going to want anything like that. And you're also going to want to avoid refined sugar. So you want to, so even if it says things like, oh, it only has one or two grams of sugar in it, look at the ingredients because it might not have processed sugar, but it's going to have refined other kinds of refined sugar. And, um, that would be under the title of things such as corn syrup, soybean sugar, vegetable sugar, um, soybean oils, vegetable oils, soy oils. You're not going to want those things either. Um, you want to avoid sucralose. So anything that says sucralose on it, don't do it because it's really not great for your body and aspartame. I know aspartame is a sugar-free sweetener, but studies have actually found it to be um, toxic to your brain, and it's just, I don't recommend it. Um, also, if it has sugar alcohol, that's fine, um, unless you're somebody who struggles with poor gut health. If you're somebody who struggles with poor gut health, you're not going to want sugar alcohol in your protein powders because it might just make your stomach feel a little more upset. But if you are somebody who is totally fine with gut problems, then sugar alcohols are fine. Um, you want to look for protein powders that are sweetened with stevia, monk fruit, 
Um, those are great natural sources, coconut sugar, great natural source, honey, maple syrup, great natural sources of sweeteners. So you also want to avoid certain oils in them like corn oil, soybean oil, and vegetable oil. Those are the three oils you do not want to see in them, corn, soybean, vegetable oil. And the other oils are usually pretty good. Um, and that is pretty much it for ingredients. You want to try and find one that, you know, doesn't have a thousand different names on the ingredients list, right? Um, and you know, try to see if you know all of the names and the ingredients list. And if you know them all, then you're probably safe. Um, except for, like I said, the corn, corn, soybean, and vegetable oil. Don't do that. Don't do sucralose. Don't do aspartame. Um, and don't do just straight up sugar. So look for, I'm just going to reiterate it one more time. If you're taking notes, look for things with stevia, monk fruit, coconut sugar, um, honey, maple sugar, um, or sugar alcohols. If you don't have gut problems, what can you do with smoothies? I mean, what can you do with protein powders besides just putting them in a blender bottle and having it be boring? Well, I give you hundreds or, well, maybe not hundreds, but many, many multiple different recipes in my one-to-one coaching um, for my one-to-one hormone and nutrition coaching where I get you to better health if you are struggling with someone who's struggling with endometriosis, PCOS, um, problematic menopause, um, things like that, or maybe problems with your fertility, I will try to get to the root cause of that problem, which more often than not is a hormone problem. And I'll help you fix those hormone problems through nutrition, health, exercise. And one of the things that I will do is give you recipes for protein because that is one of the things that actually helps to stabilize our, our health and helps us to lose weight and stabilize our hormones. So I'll give you protein recipes. I will give you recommendations for which brands of protein you want to use or should use based upon where you are, whether or not you want to weigh beef or plant protein. I will give you recommendations for that. Um, and just so that you know, when I say different recipes, I've come up with so many different recipes for my proteins that I'm not just drinking, you know, a boring water and protein powder shake every single day. I make smoothies, all different kinds of smoothies for breakfast. I even have what I call dessert smoothies. So like at nighttime, instead of having ice cream, I'll make myself a dessert smoothie where I'll get like a different flavor protein powder and I'll use almond milk instead of water and ice and frozen banana and different kinds of things that just make it really delicious and thick and you can eat it with a spoon. Even my husband loves it. Um, and I'll do baked goods. So certain protein powders are better for baked goods. I've got a protein powder cookie dough recipe. I've got, I'll throw protein powder in my yogurts. I've got a delicious peanut butter protein dip recipe where I dip my fruit into. I'll put it in my oatmeal. I've got some amazing proats, which is protein oats that I call them recipes. So, so many different things you can do with protein powders. Um, this is just a very brief recap and hopefully you gained a little bit more clarity on what to look for in a protein powder and why you should stay clear from some protein powders. If like I said, you want more exact names for specific brands of protein powders, reach out to me for one-to-one -one coaching on Instagram, DM me on Instagram, check me out on my website, womensholisticliving.com, all of which is in the show notes. I hope you guys have a little bit more clarity, get your protein in, hit your goals and have a great rest of your day. Bye.